Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's friggin' 4 p.m. on the 20th of November 2020. Hey, you know, I love my job and I love all my patients and clients and students and the whole fucking nine yards, but I sure am glad to get off of work right now. It's been a good week. It's been a good week considering we were shut down for a few days last week. Uh, we instituted a bunch of uh, of new regulations at the office to include just ongoing super duper cleaning. We were doing that anyway, but we're gonna we're gonna step up our game in that regard even more so. We got our temperature sensor; it's kicking ass and taking names. People understand that uh, sacrifices need to be made <clears throat> if we're gonna still be able to take care of people. So these healthcare settings, I know that we're, we're certainly no hospital or no critical care setting, but there's a lot of folks who are hurting physically, musculoskeletally, so to speak, and uh, <clears throat> they need some help. You know, they need their regular care. They need, if their back is hurting, they need to be able to function and, and deal. We play a really important role. And so in order to ensure that we can continue to operate, we need to make sure that we take care of one another. Uh, I've mentioned, I've expounded significantly on the unfortunate reality that there are just, there are people out there that, that don't seem to get it and still think that this is media hype and this is nothing to be concerned about. And they would be wrong. You know, they'd be on the wrong side of history, I believe. So, if not, we would all be sitting pretty right now and going out and engaging and hitting the restaurants and preparing the party up on a, on a Saturday night, heading out on the town. This is not happening, and it's not something people are making up. So, uh, I'm going to get back to that in a second, but i got a couple things I want to share with you. First of all, this is interesting to me. Had somebody <clears throat> on the table today said, uh, we were listening to music, and I always try to play to my audience, get a good soundtrack going. So it happened to be Rolling Stones, Sympathy for the Devil, and it's playing, and it's going on and on. And this person was familiar with this song, of course, but had forgotten. She's like, oh, yeah, he's telling the story. Isn't that great that he's telling the story of, of Jesus? And then it went on and on. I watch your cleans while your kings and queens. All the gods that I shouted out who killed the Kennedys. When after all it was you and me. Let me please introduce myself. Right? So finally she goes, Is this the wait a second, is this am I right? And they're talking about the the enemy? Are they talking about the enemy? I said, yeah. Yeah, talking about Satan. I didn't say that, but I said, yeah, you know, this is, that's what we're talking, that's what the song is talking about. It's, she goes, well, oh, well, it's good that, 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 then when God, he was always looking out for God, he was always looking to try to get him, and it, he, when he killed him, in the end, it, he thought it was over, but it wasn't over, that was the beginning, and the Lord took, let me tell you, we got to stop thinking like this, man. 
just absolutely ridiculous that an adult human being is literally regarding, I mean, I know that people are looking for hope and all that shit, but are you fucking kidding me? You're still repeating this crap that somebody told you or you read in a book, <clears throat> you know, constantly play this shit's like a broken record of the story, the biblical tales. This is just a freaking story, alright, it's a song, and they're talking about, yes, Satan, this individual who is always there, or the evil one, the enemy you're calling him, because you don't want to say the name, um, that we can attribute, if we would like to, describe human qualities to just some random, unfortunate acts that occur, you know, does evil exist? Uh, good versus evil, sure, but they're in all of us, my friend. All of us are are tempted in various ways, not in the most outright evil, perhaps, hopefully not. But you know, we've got an angel on the shoulder, one shoulder, and a devil on the other shoulder. Don't be fooled. Don't fool yourself thinking your little freaking action figures are going to save us from the coronavirus or all the other things that you feel were unfair, unfairly dealt in this life. It's fucking a lie. It's bullshit. Okay? It's a story somebody told you. And it's false. So there's that, my two cents on that. Is this talking about, are they singing about the enemy? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I guess the answer is yes. So there's that. <clears throat> Next. There uh, is this video that uh, was shared by a friend of mine online. And talking about, uh, or it depicts, it's a three-minute video, supposedly won an award. They said an Oscar, okay. Well, at least it, it won an award. And it depicts a, the scene is one on a train or a bus or something. And there is a woman sitting uh, in her seat. Uh, she paid for the ticket and bought, bought and paid for the ticket. And she's sitting there. Old man comes on and she's nice enough to give up her seat for this man. And he says, well, isn't that your seat? She goes, oh, so I don't have one either. She lied, basically, and said, no, I don't have a, an assigned seat either. My ticket said, you know, no seat available, so that means you got to stand. So this old man says, okay, well, I appreciate your kindness. And he sits down, and some time goes by, and she's still standing up, holding on to the overhead, you know, railing or whatever. And <clears throat> next thing you know, it freaking goes from day, you see the sunset, and it's nighttime, and everybody's sleeping, snoring away, sawing fucking logs, and there's this woman who's still standing up, who's sleeping standing up, and nodding off, and the train conductor comes by and says, hey man, you know, tickets please, and stamps all the tickets, or punches them, or whatever, and then... Um, sees this woman's ticket, sees the old man, takes his ticket, it says unassigned, so he basically should have been standing or sucking it up or doing whatever, didn't have a legit seat, and then just lets it go, and then the woman punches her ticket and it says seat 127. 
<clears throat> so that happened to be the seat that the old man was sitting in, of course. And she put her finger to her lips, saying, shh, you know, just let me, I'm trying to do a nice thing here. And the conductor says, miss, you're very kind. There's a seat open in another, in another uh, passenger area of the train. Um, I'm going to take you there and let you sit down. And the woman says, thank you. And she grabs her crutches and hobbles down the friggin' aisle after the conductor. And that's the story. The story is that even if it means something, even if it's at a sacrifice to yourself, you still help other people. You do what you can do. You try to do what's right. You know, we've all been in these situations where, I mean, I've been on trains going into the city and you got people, whether it's a woman or a uh, somebody who's frail looking, not that a woman should be, but, you know, the gentleman in me, always trying to help other people, hold doors for people and be kind and see somebody who's struggling and needs a seat more than you, well, then you, then you stand up and, and, and try to make room. Or the big one is... <clears throat> I know when we're down in, like, Disney, for instance. They've got these shuttles, and everybody, and their grandma, literally, is trying to get on these shuttles. And so people are, you, you think you're, oh, you got a comfortable seat, and the next thing you know, you get to you stop, make another stop. And they got to stop, I guess, by law or their regulations, they got to stop at every little bus stop, even though the shuttle is full. They want to get everybody, you know, give everybody an opportunity to get on. So, consequently, got people standing in the aisles. And I told a story a while back about how <clears throat> this big fat woman in a fucking stretch pants farted right in my face. Because she was standing in front of me. I should have, I think I did offer her a seat. But seats were at such a premium that it's like, oh my God all kinds of people coming on and it's like there's nowhere to sit it's terrible so you try to help other people out but I thought that that was a nice video and it's certainly important these days because for whatever reason folks don't seem to get that we need to make sacrifices for others I mean I th- they do on some level they do um, they get it. They they understand that that it's a nice thing to do. That there are some people who are vulnerable, but they think that everybody should just like regarding the coronavirus. They they feel like, well, businesses are affected and people are out of work and the economies, you know, going into the toilet and things are going to get bad and and we need to just. There'll be more of an impact when the economy fucking takes a dump, a, a real dump, than there would if, you know, people just went out and lived their lives without masks. Like, we need to just go on because, and, and not have these shutdowns and keep the kids in school and all that, <clears throat> because they're convinced that it's not going to be that bad. 
Like it's worse to shut the economy down and to try to make these regulations and and uh, and keep people safe. So there is. Um, I was reading this thread, and there's one particular. You know, back and forth. There's some folks that are in healthcare and are talking about. I'm a nurse, and you know, I put people in body bags and shit like that. And this is my perspective. And then there's people who are, I don't know what it is. They're business. The one guy is a businessman and I love him and I respect him. Uh, but he's talking about the impact on businesses. And I've talked to people and it's, they're folding left and right. There's going to be problems and people are out of work. And meanwhile, other folks who, um, other people who are on unemployment for the past year, while they're making an extra $600 a month, these people in small businesses are having to fold. And I understand that that's a reality for a lot of people. And it would, if I was in that situation, like I owned a restaurant or something, I would be probably, I'd probably feel the same exact way. But, you know, then teachers will chime in. Well, okay, so we have school. Or the analogy was, well, the kids with peanut allergies and the kids, if they have an allergy, well, they should just just be careful. It's on them. We can't shut down the entire lunchroom because um, kids have peanut allergies. You know, we can't make a sacrifice just to save one particular population. Like it's their responsibility. If you got a peanut allergy, don't be around peanuts which are ubiquitous, right? They're involved in manufacturing of many food items. Anyway, it wasn't a great analogy, but I understand where he's going with it. Other people are chiming in. They're angry at the governors. It's like the governors are the devil, and they just want uh, socialism, and then they are going to use this pandemic as a wedge to, as leverage to drive their agendas. And they want control. They're never going to stop. If, they, if we listen to them, uh, tell us to put on masks and socially distance and you've you got to shut down, shut down certain restaurants and bars, then that's going to be the slippery slope to, you know, some sort of terrible socialist society. And I think, I think that's ridiculous. I believe that these politicians, as fucked up as they can be... <clears throat> They, it's a very unpopular, in certain circles, it's a very unpopular decision that they're making. And so they're going to lose a lot of um, fans, a lot of support, because they're making these decisions and calling for these actions. So I don't think they really stand to, to gain much. I think that they appreciate, and they're listening to their scientists, and they're saying, all right, well... You know, this is what the data suggests, and if we don't shut down, there's going to be problems. Um, so I think all these calls that they're making are in the best interest of the public. And so they have, they're the unfortunate bearer of bad news where they have to, they have to impose these regulations. But I don't think that they really take any pride, other than the fact that they're protecting public health. I don't think that they they know that there's going to be some backlash as a result of this. And so, 
there's that. There's a lot of folks that are saying, oh, fucking shutting down my society. Here we go again. This fucking dickhead. Look what he did. All the stuff that's ruined. Listen, I, I'm subject to it. I'm troubled by these times. But we have to understand that the importance of making decisions and, and uh, ascribing to behavior that is going to protect everybody. As I have been bantering on about, we have so many freedoms in this country that we don't know what to do with them. And we just become these like rebellious, I'm going to do whatever I want to do sort of things. Like we, we, other than, you know, somebody flies a plane into the into a building or, you know, somebody bombs our fucking harbor, Pearl Harbor, or an overt attack by a clear or unclear enemy. That's the only thing that can um, break our polarization. And then our, all of our sights are collectively on that enemy. And maybe that's what we need right now. Maybe we need somebody to go to war with. Somebody to take our frustrations out on. Because right now, we're just taking them out on one another if we're not careful. There will be there will be a, uh, a civil war or something like that. I mean, equality. We want equality. We want justice. Jesus. <clears throat> equality. You know, you, how about a little empathy, man? How about feeling somebody else's pain? I think that uh, the regulations and the people that are calling off the holidays that this is overreacting and we shouldn't do it. You know, here's the here's the deal. If you don't say something, if you just say, ah, fuck it, like Trump's doing, ah, what other virus, we just got to go on. It's not going away. It'll be, he's right that it's not going away. But there are things that we can do in the meantime. <clears throat> Levels have been spiking. If you look at, you know, there's been plenty of memes and data circulating online talking about how the numbers were this back then, back, you know, two weeks ago or whatever, and now this is how many deaths we have. Well, now our coronavirus numbers are sky high, higher than they've ever been, even in the first freaking wave of this. And so now you can imagine what the deaths are going to be. People are going to get sick. People are going to die. And if it's not your mom or dad or your grandfather or mother, grandmother or your uncle or, or fucking family member who is um, immune compromised, then it, you don't see it. You don't see any reason why you should you know, take these precautions. You know, that is not... It's the unfortunately... Not everyone is like this, this woman on the train. People are selfish motherfuckers. They got their seat, and then when somebody comes on, a fucking Forrest Gump climbs on your freaking train or your bus, you say, seat's taken. That's how people are. Seat's taken. They want to get where they're going to go. And they want their seat and they want their space, and they want their stuff, and they don't really care about what you got going on. 
It's every man for himself. And that is the problem with human beings and Americans in general. Yeah, there's a shitload of good people. There's also a lot of self-centered people that just want to protect their interests. They just want to survive. And they don't mind if they have to step on you in order to survive. They don't care. As long as they get theirs. And that's a big problem we have, we're having right now. We're having really, uh, this is like very, very visible to a lot of us. You're say, saying like, yeah, it sucks. I want all this to end. But if you listen to the experts, this is going to be around for a while. We're going to have, this is going to be a hot topic for a couple years. You know? Years. We're going to be dealing with this. It's going to be the coronavirus, you know, pandemic. This is going to be jargon. It's not going to be going away like in the spring. Well, maybe when it gets, maybe when next summer comes, we'll be able to go on vacation. Maybe not. If we don't make the sacrifices now, you know, if we don't wear a fucking mask, if we don't socially distance, if we don't clean the shit out of things and, and, and listen to, um, reason, then this is going to get worse, and then there's going to be more severe restrictions, and more severe consequences, and more people sick, and the kids are never going to go back to school full-time, face-to-face, and all that shit, but folks don't, they don't, they can't see the dominoes falling, they don't get it, you know, now, in closing, there was that scientist that I was talking about on the Joe Rogan podcast yesterday, Nick Christakos. I just got his book on Audible, so I'll be listening to that this weekend. Um, He was saying that the way exponential growth occurs is that it builds and it builds and it builds, and then all of a sudden it just goes sky high. From one to two, two to four, four to eight, 8 to 32, you know, and on and on and on. So you look at, let's say, somebody, uh, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. I saw this recently. So Elon Musk, he's got $200 million 10 years ago. Wow, success. People buying into his products and his technologies. Now his net worth is like billions of dollars. Because there was exponential growth. He was that successful and made that much money. And the money that he had, the interest compounded. And um, now he's got hundreds of billions of dollars. Or moving in that direction. So a very rich person. Same thing with any sort of math. Numbers of virus, numbers of infected, numbers of deaths. You can have exponential growth. And what happens is that the shit hits the fan. You don't see it. It's like, okay, numbers are going up, up, up. And next thing you know, it shits everywhere. You know? And bad things can happen. So, it's a matter of mathematics and it's a problem that we're going to have to deal with. 
I would just beseech everyone to be sensitive. You know, you can have your opinions, and your reality obviously counts for something, and we all understand. You know, I'm a businessman too. Um, I'm a father. I've got skin in the game. I've got things to lose. I, you know, there's a lot of things. My, my style has been cramped, and I don't want to have to forego holiday season or a vacation or... Um, have to fucking wear these stupid ass masks or any of that shit. I don't want to have to do this stuff forever. Be subject to all these restrictions and feel like, you know, it's it's troubling. It's hard for all of us. But if we're going to get through this, it's got to be together. You know, we need to make some collective sacrifices that are going to better us all in the end. They're in our best interests. And I hope that we can see that. You know, I hope that we can uh, make these decisions weighing the facts, okay? And agree that, okay, we're going to have to do what we're going to have to do. And I'm going to take a beating in the various ways, but I'm going to be alive. And my family's going to be alive. You know, something else to consider is that, you know, people will say, oh, well, 99% of people are not going to have, they're not going to die, this isn't going to kill them. But one of the things that Christakos is saying is that the number of disabled people, people who have fucked up lungs and fucked up kidneys and have brain fog and all these other shit going on, comorbidities, courtesy this virus, you know, these insidious symptoms and disease profiles that we're not even sure how extensive they're going to be, but there seems to be, you know, you read things about cardiac effects delayed and lung implications of, you know, for breathing and for um, uh, susceptibility to strokes and blood clots and all this stuff. So there are a lot of things that we're learning, uh, a lot of ways that this critter can affect us. And it's important that we we consider that, you know, you can't say, oh, this isn't going to kill me. I'm just going to go right out into it. I don't care. You know, part of me likes that logic. The warrior in me likes that. But it's a foolhardy way. It's a foolhardy message. It's not the avenue that we want to take. It's not a winning strategy. And so, you know, I can only hope that um, reason will will be utilized to make all these decisions to keep our society safe. And I hope that folks just, even though that they might feel a little bit of pain, they need to hold it all together and and be like that woman on the fucking train, make some sacrifices that are very uncomfortable, but are going to help us all, Okay. Maybe somebody pays that forward. Huh!